Yeah, they counted us out, now we need a division again. At the top of the round, 17 and Jody with the hands. AR 12 with the divas, you know that we winning again. AR 12 with the divas, you know that we winning again. They don't want to see the squad. They just watch us beat the line. They don't want to see us blink the number 52 and hit from the side. Winning again, winning again, we got the division again. Hey guys, welcome back to the Dynasty Tailgate Podcast, episode 28. Moving on up. And as usual, with me today, BJ Kolb. Always cutting you off. Yeah, always. Gotta keep the tra- tra- traditions alive. <laughs> yep, that with my stuttering too. Yeah. Every tradition is coming out full effect today. BJ is probably already a few brewskis deep. Uh, the Brewers are on right now, so <laughs> gotta yeah. gotta show my support. They do have to stay ahead of the Dodgers too. That could be bad news. I mean, I'm not that worried about it. Um, I'm just, I'm just trying to catch up to the Cubs. Can't let Rick have bragging rights over us. We are now three and a half games back, so that's not good. There's still eleven to play. Well, now ten. Ten. <clears throat> yeah, that's not a lot. Just gotta keep on winning. They'll they'll drop three. They'd have to drop four. Four, three, tomato, tomato. <laughs> no, that's the difference between winning by a half game and losing by a half game. <laughs> Anyways, let's move on to football. Uh, as usual, we're going to do our NFL headlines, then we're going to do our NFL week one or week two, two in review. We're going to go over injury impact going into week three, potential buy-sell candidates and players to add to your roster and watch list. And we're going to go with our fantasy beasts and bums. He's a too. bum! Yes, yeah, so we got we got a couple good bums when I was reading through the outline here. So um, it's going to be it's gonna be funny to get down there. And there's, those are only the ones we picked, too. It's not like we chose them all. Yeah. Okay, let's hop right into this. The Cleveland Browns hit the trade market again, this time not in a good way. They trade away Josh Gordon for a fifth-round pick, and if he is not active for ten games, the uh, Patriots will get something back, a pick back. I think it's yeah, a late-round pick back. Um, if yeah, I think it's like a sixth or a seventh. Yeah. Um, with this, I mean, <clears throat> with this, the only thing I'm really worried about this move with Josh Gordon to go, going to the Patriots is – if he doesn't start clicking right away, Bill Belichick will make a Bill Belichick move and make him inactive so he doesn't stay active for 10 games and he, then they get something in return. Um, that's the only thing I'm really worried about about this. He's in a great opportunity. He goes from having nobody throwing the ball to a Hall of Famer. So I am expecting big big things from him. But if he does start get off to a slow start and Bill Belichick just doesn't think that he has what it takes, he will make him inactive. Yeah, I'm not really sure how to feel about this. You know, Flash, he was with the Browns where they didn't win a game in, what, two years, and he hasn't played in three, so it's been five years since he's won a game. And now he's on the Patriots where he could potentially be playing for a Super Bowl this season, so it's good for him. But switching teams in preseason or even during the season is usually bad news bears for that player. Yeah, but I... But Bill Belichick and his coaching staff has a way to get people caught up to speed relatively quickly. And, you know, and if they have the capability of catching on that quick, they will be on the field and, produce, and, and uh, will produce that season. I fully expect that to happen this year. 
But like I said, if it doesn't happen fairly quickly, he may be inactive for the rest of the year just so they get that pick back. Um, I mean, they have done it before, and we've seen people go there to revive their careers, and we've seen people go there and just have their career die. Um, so it's you know it's kind of just a toss up on what's going to happen. I can literally see them waiting and for the last nine games of the season and then activating him just so they can use him for nine and still get their pick back. Yeah, I mean exactly. And with that too, when uh, when what's his nuts Julian Edelman comes back. I mean, they're going to have a solid wide receiver core with him, Julian Edelman, um, Chris Hogan. I mean, when when he's not the guy, he's a solid producer for them. You can't always you can't rule out Gronk. Um, they're going to have a solid receiving core, so it's not going like, to be like um, when he was on the Browns, uh, not this year but past years, where the, he was the only receiving option. So it's going to be it's going to be a change to see how the receptions will be divvied up in uh, that respect. Uh, but I do expect him and Gronk to be leading the re- the receptions list, um, you know, later on in the season. And Julian Edelman obviously is going to receive a lot of the targets. Yeah, I mean Brady is always good with throwing it to whoever the hell's open. Hence all the no name guys who always become something. So yeah, I guess we'll see what happens here. Okay, next one. Fantasy owners are rejoicing. Carson Wentz has been cleared for contact and is slated to start Week Three. With this news, what are you doing with him, and are you going to start him this week? Yeah, I mean, although I'm thrilled to hear him hear that he's coming back, he's my uh, dynasty quarterback for my team. Um, I'm also pissed off at him because last week, literally last Thursday, I made a over a overreaction trade to acquire a different quarterback because of news that he may be out until week five. Um, that I heard on NFL Network. Um, Obviously, that's not the case. He's coming back, and I'm glad to have him back. And I, you know, knowing that I have that uh, backup quarterback that I can just plug in and not worry about if uh, Wentz is not himself makes me feel ten times better. Other than having guys like Joe Flacco, Fitzpatrick, and Josh Allen, you know, to try to fill that void. Um, so I'm happy. I'm I am happy with the trade. If I knew he was coming back week three, I probably wouldn't end up make, making that trade. So, you know, it, it's all going to work out. Yeah, I mean, it's not like you overpaid for your backup either, so... No. So I, it was a big loss for you. Yeah, I got him at a fair, fairly uh, good discount because the guy was just trying to get younger and acquire some picks. So, um, I gave him Josh Allen, which, you know, is a prospect quarterback. He, he can do good things if he gets the right people around him. Um, and a couple of picks, and now I got Drew Brees to go along with... Carson Wentz, I mean, it's going to suck some weeks because you're going to have to choose between them, but it's going to be a nice situation to have. Yeah, I mean, I am also glad he's back, but he's still sitting on my bench for at least one to two more weeks until he shakes the rust off. Then he's an automatic in your lineup every week that he plays at least. Yeah, I mean, that that's the nice thing about having a guy like Drew Brees because I can't afford to sit him the one, one to two weeks because I know if I didn't have him and I start Fitzpatrick this week, finally start him this week, it would be the week that he falls off the table and scores, like, what, five points? Yeah, um, zero <laughs> touchdowns, three picks, 112 yeah. yards. <laughs> yeah, it would be a game like that. That's just the way my luck goes when I go hit the waiver wire. Um, so <laughs> I'm, I'm happy I can make a trade for him. Um, but I, 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 I completely agree with you. Sit him for at least the first week. Just see how it goes, and if it looks like, you know, maybe you need to sit him for a second week, hopefully you made that backup plan and you can sit him for that second week. Yep. All right, next one. 
So Ronald Jones owners are feeling the heat with their first-round talent being a healthy scratch in the first two weeks. Do you think Rojo will ever live up to his first-round value, and do you think he's a buy-low candidate? Um, although I don't think he'll live up to where people drafted him in early drafts, I do think he'll live up to his later, uh, mid-to-later first-round grade um, later on in, in his career. It's going to take a while. He has a lot to work on. Um, he's a very raw running back. So if he if he can if he does get it, he definitely can live up to that late to low uh, first round grade that people took him at. You know, in the later drafts. Um, but looking at the for this season, looking at the production of the Tampa Bay running backs, I honestly think it's only a matter of time before Ronald Jones gets his opportunity there. Um, I think he's worth a buy low right now. If you really need a running a running back and you want to get a young one with you know potential upside for later on the season, I think he'll get his opportunity this season to start yet. Yeah, I agree. He's definitely one of my buy low candidates. Peyton Barber had has had thirty six touches so far this season and only ninety eight yards to show for it. Not and I don't think Rojo can do much worse than that. Yeah, at, still, and he still has a chance to score from anywhere on the field. Yeah, at that point, you might as well go with the one, the young guy, get him his reps, and get him to improve. Because, yes, practice reps are great, but you're not going to really improve until you get on the field and start playing in these games. So if you're if that's the production you're getting out of your running backs, at that point, you might as well just go with the wrong guy, the young guy, and give him some run on the field, and you know just see watch him improve over time. Yeah, he's averaging uh, 2.6 yards a carry, 35 rushes for 91 yards, and then one catch for 7 yards. Yeah, that's awful. Not good. Yeah, that is bad. The only only thing I'm really worried about Rojo with the running backs performing like they are this year, I'm kind of worried that they may be in the market to get another one, Um, which is fine if if a guy like like, uh, Jacuz Rogers or even Peyton Barber falls off uh, the roster during the offseason. Um, that would be fine because I don't think Rojo is that every down guy. I think there's always going to be a second guy there. Um, but I would start getting worried if Peyton Barber, um, definitely Peyton Barber, if he sticks on the roster and they bring someone else in also. Yes. Okay, so let's get on to some shady news. <laughs> Pun. <laughs> Pun Sean McCoy is having a rough week. Not only did he fracture rib cartilage in week two, but now his baby mama just signed an affidavit corroborating the claims of his girlfriend in the offseason. With a rough few weeks, should Shady be dead to fantasy owners? I mean, he is pretty much dead to fantasy owners for the first two weeks. Um, he, you know, just had nothing on the ground to work with, and why would you when you're starting Nathan Peterman? Um, with that being said... Josh Allen kind of surprised me in week two um, with the opportunities that he has. Now I know he's Josh Allen. You're still going to see the things that you saw in uh, where did he go to school? Wyoming. Yeah, Wyoming. Wyoming. So you're still going to see those things, those wild throws. He's still a young quarterback that needs a lot of work. But the fact is, is he moved the ball and he almost threw for 300 yards in that half that he played in. Um, so he's going to make pe- people respect the run, which I think will open up. Uh, more holes for Shady. Now with the fractured wood ribs here, it's it's going to be tough to see how his production is going to going to go. Um, just because you know it's all pain management, and he is getting older, so I I wouldn't be surprised if they ended up sending him out. Yeah, I mean that could definitely happen, um, but they might also just want to use him since he may get suspended. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Especially with that coming out. I, I didn't even hit on that yet. Um, but, you know, that's that's the whole process where I wouldn't be surprised if he wasn't suspended uh, this year yet, but next year. Yeah, I said that earlier, but with another thing coming down like this, I'm not so sure about that. But I honestly think if you haven't already sold him, you missed your chance, and now you, he's a firm hold. Yeah, you got to hold him You're at not this point. Anything for him? I don't even think a team would want him if they're contending right now. Um, so, um, it think it all signs are pointing up for him to gain a little value, or he may unload him for something. Um, but it's just not right now. Best case scenario is the Bills trade him to a different NFL team. I mean, I. And maybe his ribs heal faster than expected. Yeah, I mean, I think he is, his production is honestly going to go up um, just because I think Allen's going to make people respect the pass a little bit more. Um, but it's not going to be that much where he's going to be, you know, maybe a fill in flex play at this point. Yeah, I'm just saying uh, contenders don't want Bill's players on their team. No, they're gross. But then again, I won a championship with Jay Cutler and Alshon Jeffrey when the Bears sucked, so you never know. <laughs> yeah, that Bears team would wipe the floor with this Bills team, though. Yeah, it's bad. But the sad thing is, is I think there's the worst team in the NFL yet after yes, watching them. we'll get to that. All right, so Antonio Brown missed Monday meetings. After expressing his frustration on Twitter following a frustrating week two, what do you think comes out of this? Um, actually, I just watched on NFL Network that he did show up to practice today, which is huge because Wednesdays are the biggest days for um, NFL practices. Um, they did. He did have a meeting with Coach Tomlin. Um, in the interview that Coach Tomlin did, he said that he was uh, punished for um, what he, for missing the meetings on Monday, um, and it's not expected to be any playing time. So I think all things considered, you're firing this guy up for Sunday they play at, and you're not worrying about him because I don't expect him to miss, you know, a quarter or a half of playing times because of this. Um, it was most likely just a fine um, that, you know, is pocket chance for a guy like Antonio Brown. Yeah, I don't think there's really anything coming out of this. Like you said, maybe a little bit of cash. He just let someone get in his head, called him out for it, and took a day off. Yeah, I mean, the worst thing is it was an ex-staffer. So <laughs> I could see how Antonio Brown could be a little bit upset. I don't think what he said was the best thing to say because um, it kind of got everybody on an uproar and blew this all out of proportion, um, which I think was probably part of the reason for the punishment. I think if he would have missed the day, um, definitely he would have the meeting with Tomlin, but I think – for a personal reason, they would understand. But now with you going on Twitter saying, trade me, and now you're missing a day with already leaving me on Bell holding out, it just blew the situation up more than what it needed to be. I think that's why he said it to the guy, though. Like, hey, you no longer have any influence whatsoever left in this organization, so it doesn't matter what the hell you say. Yeah, exactly. So, like, yeah, trade me. Oh, wait, you can't do it. That's yeah. basically what he was saying. No, no, I, I get that, but... He obviously wasn't a big name staffer because no one knew that he was a staffer for the Steelers until I want to say like two days later, um, or uh, not two days, a day later when he missed the practice. 
Yes. All right, so that wraps up our NFL headlines. Let's move into the meat of the show, our week one review with injury impact, potential buy-sell candidates, and players to add to your roster or watch list. That is a mouthful. <laughs> so A.J. Green and the Bengals beat the Ravens 34-23. to Dalton and A.J. Green hooked up three times for touchdowns in this one. Dalton with 34 points, and A.J. Green with 24 standard points. You guys can thank B.J. for this one. Hey, it was easier. I'm going with the ease for this one. Uh, I'm going to try to find something to get better points um, so I don't have to search, individually search everybody that played. I'm changing my bum of the week to B.J. That's fine. I'll take it. <laughs> Anyways, what are your reactions to this game, and is there anyone you're looking to buy, sell, add your watch list, or pick up via free agency? Yeah, I think with you know the target share that Tyler Boyd's getting in that offense, I'm definitely picking him up. He is probably on every or was on everybody everybody's waivers. Um, if someone forgot him out there and he's now a free agent, definitely go pick him up. He's definitely worth that free ad, you know, for the back back end of your roster there. Um, another guy I'm looking at, I'm looking at Mark Walton. Um, he's probably a guy that may be on your free agent market. He's probably on the back end of the roster, but he's a cheap option. Um, everybody expects Geo to get majority of the workload, but the fact is that he's not an every down running back. So Mark Walton is going to get in there and get his opportunities, and if he can make the most out of it, I think he can carve out a nice role for himself within, the, within at worst, this four-week stretch uh, that Mixon will be out. All right. Yeah, I, uh, I think you hit on... Most of the guys there, uh, I disagree, though. I think Geo could step up and be close to what Mixon was. Uh, if you go back to the games last year when Mixon was hurt and Geo took all the work that Mixon had, I think he's going to do the same thing. And then once Mixon comes back, it's right back to being Mixon's job and just Mixon's job. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying don't go and buy uh, Geo. I think he's a good buy at this point, but obviously you're going to spend a little bit more than you would a Mark Walton. Um, I think I think even though Gio will do good in, in filling in for Mixon, Mark Walton will be able to, you know, will be able to put up uh, some fantasy points to really, it may not have impact this year, but have impact for next year when Gio, you know, all point, all signs are pointing to him leaving. Um, so that's why I'm saying Mark, Mark Walt, buying Mark Walton right now is a good move. It may not necessarily be for this year, but next year when Mixon leaves, I think it'll work out more in his favor. Oh, now, yeah, that I can get behind. I definitely think that Gio's gone this after this year, and Walton will be the backup in the future. Yeah. I'm more thinking about for now. Yeah, looking back on it, I did a real bad job of pointing that out, that it wasn't a this-year move, that was a next-year move. Definitely, if you're going for a this-year move, get a Gio Bernard because he isn't going to get majority of the carries. I do think Mark, Mark Walton in there can, and can carve out a decent role for you know, a rookie, but I don't think it's going to be much for fantasy relevancy right now. Yeah, I think if Walton's lucky, he'll get six to eight touches a week. Which is, which is a solid number for you know a rookie, a third-string rookie at that. Yeah, I kind of just looked at Ito and kind of figured maybe the same thing there. Yeah, I mean, I could definitely see him getting the same workload as Ito Smith. So are there any other guys you may be looking to pick up while Mixon's out? 
Um, yeah, I mean, right right now, I think it's not another guy for Mixon, but I think if I'm looking at acquiring someone from this game, it would be John Brown before his price point gets too high. He's scored in back-to-back games. He's becoming one of uh, uh, Flacco's you know favorite targets there. Um, we said it in the preseason that his speed matches up very well with Flacco's arm, so I think they're, they're getting that bond just from... Um, you know, throwing in practice. Obviously, you get a lot more deep balls in practice and you complete them a lot more. So I think they're starting to form a bond there and it's really showing on the field. Yeah, I still hate myself for <clears throat> trading him for Marquise Lee before Marquise Lee got hurt. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it would have worked out for you if Marquise Lee didn't get hurt, but uh, unfortunately, it did. I don't know. With the way Keelan Cole's been playing, I still think John Brown might have been the better one in that part. You never know. All right, so with Mixon out, how can fantasy owners fill his void for the two- to four-week window he may be missing? Yeah, obviously your first option here is Geo, but I think a nice sneaky play here is Corey Clement. Uh, he scored last week, uh, but with J.H.I. hurt uh, and Darren Sproles hurt, if one of those guys can't go, he's going to have another nice role next week and uh, going on into the future here. Um, I look for him to take over a spot from Darren Sproles uh, coming up here very quick. Okay, yeah, um, I'm actually guessing it's on the lower end of the two to four. I think it will be closer to two. I trust a lot of what Schefter says. And, uh, yeah, I think that's about it. I mean, maybe if you're really worried about LaShawn McCoy, pick up Marcus Murphy, but you're looking at, what, three points a game? Yeah, or or even like uh, uh, Chris Ivory, but you're still not getting much out of those guys. No, um, so I, I would definitely just spend up a little bit more. Go get Geo. Go get you know Corey Clement. They're going to be nice fill-ins um, for you know like like you said. I'm I'm more on the two and two week side here, so it'll be nice fill-ins for that amount of time. Um, so yeah, just go get those guys. And I mean Corey Clement's going to put up his numbers. He's especially with Wentz back. Wentz loved him last year. Yeah, I'm just happy that. This injury happened when it did. You don't really have to worry about bye weeks. So you usually have another guy on your roster that you can just squeeze in there. Yeah. Not really have to go searching for someone to put in. Yeah, you're not scraping the bottom of the barrel quite yet. Yes. All right, so next game, Falcons outlast the Panthers, 31-24. to Matt Ryan and Cam Newton had a day in this one, racking up 33 points each. CMC also racked up 13 points. That's where the discrepancy comes obviously, in. Obviously a lot more in PPR. Um, yeah, you had 13 receptions, so yeah. you're looking at 26 points. Yeah. And the Rook, Calvin Ridley, scored his first NFL touchdown and getting owners 12 points. What are your reactions to this game? Anyone looking to buy, sell, add your watch list, or pick up? Yeah, my immediate reaction here, other than uh, Tevin Coleman looking pretty good in this one, um is, you know, Kelvin really, really took over that wide receiver, wide receiver two role uh, this week from Mohamed Sanu. You look at their stat line, uh, Kelvin really had four receptions for 64 yards and a touchdown, where Sanu only saw two receptions for 19 yards. Um, this is definitely some a stat line to keep an eye on, especially if you're a Ridley owner. I wouldn't jump the gun and try to start him, you know, next week. But it's something to keep an eye on, eye on. if it continues to be the trend. Uh, next week and going into week four, I think it's time to ramp up your Kelvin Ridley shares. Do you know what the targets were for them? I, I do not off the top of my head. I should have put that in there because that is a huge, huge uh, thing to 
Too Target sure, baby. Anyways, uh, yeah, I see that. I'm still not a huge fan of Ridley, but if he does end up keeping control of that wide receiver two role, he's a guy that you're going to have to look into starting more and more often as the season goes on. But the guy that I'm really looking at right now, I mean, he only had one catch, but it was a 41-yard touchdown, so it just shows what he can do when you get the ball in his hands. Uh, Ron Rivera even said they're going to try to get him the ball more, so that's good. But that might just be coach speak, and Ron Rivera's kind of trash. Yeah. I mean, another guy I would look at at picking up, too, um, it kind of goes off of – I was kind of disagreeing with you a little bit, but I definitely agree with you uh, – DJ Moore is definitely a guy that you want to go after, but a guy like Jarius Wright, um, just just from what I was watching, um, the Panthers games this week and last week, um, he was getting seeing a lot of targets there. So I don't see him as definitely as a long term fix. But if you need someone to step in and give you you know a little bit of produ- production right now, this is the time to go and grab him before DJ Moore takes that uh, job away from him. Um, and obviously the, another guy to go out and get to um, for me is Ito Smith, just like you. So, Yes, Ito. Okay, so I looked it up. I messed up on DJ Moore. It was a 51-yard touchdown, not a 41-yard touchdown. And on top of that, Ridley had five targets to Sunu's two. So yeah, so he's it, trending Ridley's way. Yes, especially, I mean, San, Sanu cut his, his two targets and Ridley only dropped one. So it's definitely just a Huge win for uh, Ridley owners here. So definitely keep an eye on this trend. And if it looks like it's trending in that direction, Ridley is going to be an interesting start going forward. It's not necessarily a drop either. It could just be an off-target pass. Yeah. Which with, you know, you know with Matt Ryan, that could be quite often. 75% chances that it was overthrown. <laughs> yes, or underthrown. Okay, so next game, the Chargers beat the Bills, but only by 11. It was 31-20. to 20. As expected, it was a good day for Chargers players. Phillip Rivers picked up 28. Melvin Gordon, 23. What are your reactions to this game? Anyone you're looking to buy, sell, add your watch list, or pick up via free agency? Yeah, my, I mean, my immediate reaction at halftime here is that the Bills are so bad that a player literally just retired at halftime. <laughs> that was so funny. Literally I just literally laughed my drunk ass off at that time. Yeah, literally just dropped his shit and was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm out of here. I can't deal with this anymore. <laughs> that that was that was probably the you know the funniest thing that happened last week. Um, and you know, along with that, they did switch that the quarterbacks at half, I believe. Um, and Josh Allen when he went in. Really surprised me. Like like I said, he went in in the second half. He almost threw for 300 yards. Um, Josh Allen played this full game. Oh, he did. Shit. That changes that it a little bit. Last week, he only played a half. Yes, that changes it a little bit. Um, but it still, it was a pretty nice game. He did throw the, throw those two interceptions. Um, but he he moved the ball for the Bills. That was the key thing. If, the, if he can move the balls for the Bills, that will open up fantasy points for guys like LaShawn McCoy. Um, so if he can continue to do that, I think he will free up some fantasy points for these Bills uh, players here. Uh, and looking forward here, especially with that LaShawn McCoy injury, I'm looking at picking up Chris Ivory. Um, I know there's another name out there, um, Mitch, you brought Marcus him up for. Yeah, but I expect him to go with you know Chris Ivory, at least to start. 
Um, again, this is not any, a sexy pickup, a pickup that you would be thrilled in, but more more like a back of the end player that if uh, shit hit the fan, you know, injury wise, that you at least some had someone to fall back on. Um, and another sneaky pickup that I'm I'm going after is Ruben Foster. Uh, he had a really good game with Josh Allen, and I just you know much rather have him on my roster and see what's going to happen than have him sit on free agent and then have to spend all my fab on him if he does continue to play good. Uh, I still think the only guy that I want from the Bills is Zay Jones just because of his potential. Um, I mean, if you look at his last year in college, he caught 161 balls, which is just outrageous. So I still look at that. And uh, for the Chargers, there's a couple guys. I'm looking at Tyrell Williams, Mike Williams, and Austin Eckler. How much How much do you think you would have to spend to get Mike Williams right now? You're probably still looking at a mid to late first. Okay. So, I think he's had a touchdown both weeks so far now. So who would you much rather have? Um, 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 Tyrell or Mike? Well, I mean, if price is out the window, I'm going Mike all day long because I think he has long-term value there. You don't number one receiver. You don't think Tyrell will have that with a different team? Uh, I think he fits the wide receiver two role better. Okay. Kind of a slender guy. Okay. Can you can you tell I'm trying to uh, I'm trying to stall you right now? Why? What are you looking up? I'm trying to find Ruben Foster's week two stats here, but they're not pulling up for me. I think it was two catches for 30 yards. I looked at it earlier. Okay. okay. Yeah. So that would be a sneaky guy that I'm looking to pick up there. Okay. And then, uh, like I said, Austin Eckler, just in case Melvin gets hurt or just gets tired, and, I think Eckler, Eckler is the go-to guy behind him. And he had two weeks of, san- of solid fantasy production. So there's definitely a lot of worse running backs that you could have. Um, he's pretty much just like Tevin Coleman. They have a... Devontae Freeman, Tevin Coleman backfield there with uh, San- with uh, Los Angeles. I don't think it's quite to that extent, but it's along the lines of it. Yeah, I mean they they co- I'm trying to say they coexist nicely in that backfield, uh, where they both get theirs. So I saw a stat on Twitter it said if you took it just Melvin Gordon's receiving stats this season, he would be wide receiver ten in the NFL. Really. Yeah, I was like, wow, that is surprising. Well, they did say in the offseason that they did want to up his receptions, um, which kind of bumped him um, up in my running back rankings just because of PPR value. I'm actually quite surprised to see him actually going out and acting upon it, especially when you have a receiving back behind him. Yes, I agree. All right, so we talked about him a little bit earlier, but LaShawn McCoy suffered fractured rib cartilage. Do you think this will further hamper his point output? And if so, should you replace him with, or should you replace him and with who? Wow. That was a struggle there, man. Tongue twister, guy. <laughs> Tongue twister. Um, yeah, I, it's just definitely going to affect his point output here. Um, it's not a fun thing to, fun injury to have when you run on a field with 300 pound, pound linemen falling on your body. Um, and with that offensive lineman, they're going to be falling on your body a lot. Um, so I definitely would try to look and replace them again. Uh, guys like Corey Clement, you know, a nice cheap option that with Carson Wentz coming back it should put up a solid point total, um, you know, majority of the weeks. Obviously, as a receiving focused back, 
um, you're going to have your down weeks there. Um, and if you want to stay in-house with an even cheaper option potentially, I'll just pick up Chris Ivory. Obviously, you're not going to get the upside that a Corey Clement will give you, but he'll give you, you know, at least give you a point total to put on the board there. Yeah, all 2.6 of them. That's all you need. <laughs> if that's all you need, then that's yeah. your guy. <laughs> well, with Shady out, I don't think you're going to want either of his backups, either Marcus Murphy or Chris Ivory. Maybe in a touchdown-only league where you're hoping that Chris Ivory gets a goal-line plunge, sure. But you're going to want to look at different teams. Um, Aaron Jones is coming back from a suspension this week. Uh, like you said, Corey Clement, Geo, who else? Eckler. All the guys that we pretty much said already. Theo Riddick, I think, is a good buy right now. He's been pretty solid. I mean, he's, yeah. an, he's another guy that has, has a safe floor, too, just based on his receptions. Yes. Um, don't get me started on that Lions backfield because they're kind of screwing me in a league, so <laughs> with not using carry-on enough. That would be two leagues. Yeah, that that is two leagues. Dang it, that's even worse. <laughs> so next game is pretty gross. Should we just skip it? I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, I, I kind of yeah, do want to skip it, but... All right, guys, you don't get to hear about the Packers-Vikings game. <laughs> Just kidding. So, uh, second tie of the season, the Packers and Vikings, they tied at 29. Eric Cousins outdueled a one-legged Rodgers in fantasy points, 41-17. to 17. What are your reactions to the game? Anyone you're looking to buy, sell, add to your watch list, or pick up via free agency? Yeah, I mean, as a Packers fan here and watching a defense struggle, you know, for it seems like majority of my life, um, it was just a good game to watch. I mean, the Packers' young defense really played well the first, you know, half. Three quarters. Yeah, half and a quarter. Yeah, three quarters there. And just kind of when, when uh, Kevin King went out, they kind of fell apart when I had to put the old guys in. Um, so it was a real fun game to watch. Um, I, I'm upsetting that at least one team wouldn't win. I would much rather just walk out with a loss knowing that, our quarterback with one leg almost beat one of the best defenses in the league. So, um, but yeah, it's, 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 it's rough. Um, but here, here I would look to acquire Latavius Murray, especially with Cook uh, missing Wednesday practice with uh, hamstring injury. I think he'll be a nice add here um, to start in the future. I would also be buying Jimmy Graham, even though he didn't score that touchdown that honestly should have been a touchdown. Um, he put up a six reception for 95-yard line, um, and I just ex- expect that to go up from here. Yeah, both not bad. I'm pretty worried about Dalvin Cook, honestly, but we'll get to that next. Um, a guy that I thought looked pretty good at times and also looked like one of the worst players on the field at other times was Laquan Treadwell. He actually looked like he belonged on the field occasionally, and you can probably get him for almost nothing. I mean, that's what are you going to get out of the contract well, though. He's just going to be one of those wide receivers that, kind of like a Braylon Edwards, that will make one of the nicest catches ever. But then on the next play, you know, drop a wide open pass or let a let a, let a ball go through his hands for an interception, just kind of like what Treadwell did. Um, that's, that's what you're going to get out of him. Yeah, um, I liked him so much coming out of college too he was one of my favorite receivers and i was pretty bummed when he went to minnesota because i thought he was going to make a big big impact but so far he hasn't except for against the packers yeah one game i mean 
the pack but it also for like it. literally costs them from winning the game too so yeah. that's good also I'm still buying Geronimo Allison I think you can still get him cheap enough to make a profit on him especially after this game where he didn't really do much I think I want to say he had six receptions for like 75 yards yeah but it, I mean especially after we were preaching um, that how that he was going to be a good buy I was really hoping for a touchdown here out of him just being that third wide receiver um, and you know taking taking advantage of that their third DB there um, I didn't see it so I think I think that kind of it kind of leaves his price point at where it was and may even push it down a little bit depending on the owner that you're talking to. Yes. And then my uh, last ad is Aaron Jones. Like I said earlier, he's back from suspension. And he's probably going to start slow. So maybe you may be able to snag him cheap after this week. Got to add onto your watch list to make a trade. Yes. All right. So Dalvin Cook left the game with the hammy injury. You think... This is something that will hamper his point output in the upcoming weeks. Uh, yes, I do. Uh, missing on Wednesday practice is never good, unless you're like a player like uh, Big Ben or Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, that that knows the playbook like the back of their hand. Um, it's never a good sign for you to mix, miss a Wednesday practice. So I think he'll be if he does play, he'll be limited in this game, and he'll share uh, more of the workload with Latavius Murray, and it's definitely going to hurt his point output. Uh, his point output that's already been hurting this week, this year. Yeah, he hasn't been great so far this year either. And hammy injuries are always an issue. They always come back. They're always nagging. Guys never have full health. Health. If he's playing, it's not at the level he could be. So if you have Dalvin, hopefully you have Latavius and maybe he just sits out a couple weeks, lets it heal fully, and then can get back to it. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the best bet right now. Give him two weeks to let that thing heal, and then I'll get back out on the field after that. Yeah, that would really screw me where I have Mixon and uh, Dalvin. Good. I'd be pretty pissed about that. Yeah, I'd, I'd love it. Yeah, because you play me this week. I know. <laughs> Ass hat. Oh, Bruce Homeward. Nice. All right, so next game. You can't be I- saying that. I'm watching it on a stream. It sucks to suck. I'm just looking at my phone when I get notifications. <laughs> the Titans outlasted the Texans, winning 20-17. to 17. We even had a Taewon Taylor sighting in this one, scoring a touchdown, putting up nine points. And Will Fuller continues his connection with Watson, posting an eight reception, 113 yard, and one touchdown line in a loss. What are your reactions to the game? Anyone you're looking to buy, sell, add your watch list, or pick up via free agency? Yeah, I mean, this was another ugly game from the Titans where their offense just couldn't get anything going. Um, actually, looking at the box score for this one, I don't even know how the Texans lost. Um, their box score was pretty imp- pretty impressive uh, with DeAndre Hopkins and Will Fuller um, having nice yard, yards and, uh, you know, scoring those, yeah, scoring those touchdowns. Um, I was happy to see Taylor Taylor finally getting on the field and outproducing Kaji Sharp. I think that's what it should have been like in the first week. Um, and he, he really did out, outshine him. I mean, Taylor had the three receptions for 32 yards and the touchdown, um, and Sharp had the one for 14. I would like to see that reception total go up, especially after seeing having uh, Sharp Matthews miss all preseason. I kind of expected more um, uh, more receptions for Taylor. But I think that will come as the season comes. 
Um, another another big thing that I caught on uh, this week, especially looking over the box scores, is that Derrick Henry won his crying match after sending his said he was pissed by getting uh, out touched by Dion Lewis in Week One, um, and he just out touched Dion Lewis. I want to say by like six touches um, with with receptions included. Okay, yeah, that could be that. Um, I think it was four carries if I remember when I looked at it earlier. Okay, I may have. Yeah, I mean, no, it might, you might be right with the catches. I didn't look at that part. Oh, okay, yeah, I I know I looked at it. I thought I put it in my notes here. Obviously, I didn't, but I believe it was six. Um, and guys that I'm really keeping an eye on here, I'm keeping on Corey Davis just because with his offense struggling, I think his price is going to drop, and it's really not his fault. Um, he's he's seen twenty targets in two games, and I think that's a good target share for Corey Davis in this offense. So it's only a matter of time before you know he starts getting his fantasy points. Um, so I'm just waiting for that tar- that trading window to open for a Corey Davis. Yeah, I think uh, Blaine Gabbard only threw for like 120 yards in this game. So I mean, that's kind of tough to have a nice day when kind of yeah. not getting any passes anywhere near you. I mean, that's a Blaine Gabbard stat, though. Yes. I just want to say when one of the touchdowns is on a fake punt in the first quarter, you know it's going to be a rough fantasy day for that team. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> but like you, I'm always looking to buy some Taewon. Uh, I will also agree with you on Corey Davis. Another guy I'm actually looking to buy is Lamar Miller. If you can get him cheap, I think he should get progressively better as the season wears on. And he hasn't been great so far. I want to say he's had like 65 yards in each of the first two weeks on the ground. Yeah, the thing with Lamar Miller is he really needs Deshaun Watson to play good for him to uh, produce, you know, at a level where he'll be a high-end RB2. Um, We've seen it do it last year when Watson was playing good. I'm looking forward to um, as Watson, you know, works off his rust after his ACL injury and starts playing a little bit better, um, seeing his point total go up as well. Well, that's what it is, too. It's just waiting for Deshaun Watson to shake all that rust off. And I think we saw him, we're seeing him get a tad bit better each week so far. So that's good. Yeah, Deshaun Watson, uh, even though he didn't have the greatest day, or first half, I guess, in this one, um, Deshaun Watson from week one to week two was night and day. Um, even from the first half and to the second half um, in this game, just, not, just, you know, always improving. So he's going to get back to somewhat his form from last year. I don't think he's going to live up to uh, what he did last year ever again, but he's going to be a good quarterback. Yeah, it's going to be impossible. It's kind of like the streak that Pat Mahomes is on right now. That's going to come to an end at some point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ten touchdowns in two weeks, that's nuts. Yeah, with only like 570 passing yards too, which is even more ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, he's going to have his his rough games this year, but it is nice to see him uh, get off to this hot start because I do like I do like him as a quarterback. All right, we're going to talk about him a little later. I just wanted to say that. So, next game, the beer coolers are staying closed for another week, thanks to Zane Gonzalez, as the Saints steal a twenty-one to eighteen win against the Browns. With Drew Brees finishing with 21 points, Michael Thomas posting more than 18 because of PPR, and Josh Gordon 2.0, Antonio Callaway putting up an impressive 14 points. What are your reactions to this game, and is there anyone you're looking to buy, sell, add your watch list, or pick up via free agency? Um, 
Yeah, I mean, obviously this game was was an ugly one as well. Um, I think the game shouldn't have even have been close. I think the the ooh, what? Did you just break something? No, my keys just fell off my bed. Oh, I, that sounded like broken glass to me. <laughs> <laughs> but but anyways, I think the Saints definitely with the talent on their team should have handled the Browns, you know, fairly easily here. And the fact that they had to win the game because their kicker missed three field goals, I don't think is a good sign for the Saints. Um, obviously, when the when I saw the Browns uh, were close as a Packers fan because we had the first-round pick, I was cheering for the Browns to win this one. Uh, it just didn't work out in our favor. Um, so, I, I guess I guess for your un- or underwhelming player of the week last week, in a standard scoring league, uh, you're correct because he did score 11 points. I want to throw that out to you. Um, obviously, in PPR, he had a pretty solid day yet. Um, still not what everybody thought. Didn't he, didn't he only have, like, four catches? He may have, but that's, that's still 15. I think that's a solid day. It's um, a tad bit more than what I expected. Yeah, him. yeah. Um, it's it, it's all in all, it was still a solid day for him. But that's what Kamara gives you is that safe uh, floor, even for his bad games. Um, but obviously the target, the target, the buy target. Wow, <laughs> the buy target that everybody wants. Earlier, wow, I know, I know the buy target that everybody wants to get here is Antonio Callaway. Um, he put up a pretty nice line for only have to, having two receptions. He had 80, 81 yards in the touchdown. Obviously. Uh, one game yeah, game a lot tired. of a lot of it came on that long reception there. Um, I'm also looking at Higgins for a cheaper option. I think he'll split time with Callaway there for majority of the season, and will obviously have his games where he'll put up good points. We'll be in three receiver sets for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, like you said, I did hit on Kamara. Kind of, I said ten to twelve points, so he might have got like fifteen or sixteen. So I still count it as a W for myself, seeing as I didn't get a lot of those. Half a W. Anyways, <laughs> I think you're going to have your buys here, or the Browns pass catchers with Josh Gordon leaving town, whether it's Landry, Callaway, Higgins, or even Njoku. It might even open up a little uh, role for Duke Johnson again, seeing as he hasn't been Anything. used at all. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't try to buy Landry right now just because I think his price is going to be through the freaking roof. Um and Joku I, is going to be an interesting buy just because I can see the targets that Josh Gordon left on the table. I think it will be more split up between Landry and Njoku than anybody else, um, than Callaway or Higgins. Uh, I think we will start to see that trend coming here in the future. I put some serious uh, money on it being Callaway, so let's hope you're wrong there. Oh, really? I mean, I mean just one of my redraft leagues. Oh, which one? Tresky's. Oh, you got him? Yes. Oh, shit. We did not do a trade segment. Maybe we'll put it in our next episodes. Oh, yeah. You traded for Callaway? Yeah. You never told me this? Yeah, it was after I traded for Mixon. Wow, you're a bomb, dude. You just picked him up off of waivers. No, he was on the team. Anyways, next game. The Dolphins hold off the Jets and Sam Darnold, 20-12. to In a bad fantasy game for most, Ryan Tannehill finished with a respectable 20 points. What are your reactions to the game? Anyone you're looking to buy, sell, add your watch list, or pick up via free agency? 
Yeah. Um, I mean, in a bad fantasy game for most of these guys, um, Tannehill put up a respectable 20 points here. Um, we said that. Yeah, I know. I, mean, I, was, I was lost. I was looking for that trade that you did. I should have just put out a feeler for him. I'm kind of pissed. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, I really... I think in this game it really proved that Sam Darnold's favorite uh, target here is Anunwa. Um He put up a good stat line again. You know, seven receptions for 92 yards. Didn't get in the end zone, but I, with a guy like Anunwa, that's not going to happen every week. He's more of the, you know, steady possession guy getting down the field. Um, so I, I like to see Anunwa pulling out uh, like that, especially with owning him in a couple leagues here. Um, his trade value is obviously going to go up, and I'm going to sell him at some point uh this season um another player that i i really liked watching in this game was bio paulo vastly outplayed um crowell in this game um it wasn't much on the ground but it was mainly through the air uh, with his seven receptions and 74 his five receptions 74 yards and a touchdown um so that's something you know another running back that you could get for fairly cheap there um, with the performances like this, I think I'm gonna have to sell Tannehill at this point. Uh, he put up, you know, a couple of good games back to back. His price is rising. Um, I'm not gonna be rushing into a trade because I think there's a couple more good games to come. But I'm definitely throwing out feelers and seeing uh, who wants Tannehill, especially in a super flex league. Um, another guy I'm looking at adding is actually your boy Mitch. Um, I'm looking at adding Trail Pryor here. Um, yeah, I called you all for stealing my ad. <laughs> um, he's actually he actually had a solid game uh, even with uh, Curse coming back he had a solid game where he had just four receptions for 84 yards yeah you definitely hit on some good points there um, first thing I wanted to bring up is the Bilo Powell thing so far through two weeks Crowell dominated week one Powell dominated week two I think it, the winner of this is going to be really on game script whether they're winning or losing or close or not close at all, I think that's how you're going to be able to decide who to start. And at sometimes you're going to have no idea what the outcome's going to be. So no, but or if it's you're going waiting, to be tough to decide between the two. Yeah, or if you're like me and you're waiting for Ingram to come back, you're starting him every week no matter what because you have no one else. Yes. <laughs> so. I, I mean, also agree with you. I think it would, could be a great time to sell Tannehill. He's had a pretty easy schedule so far, and it's only going to get tougher. I mean, he's played who? The Lions, and then who do they play this week? We're literally on it. Oh, and the Dolphins, or in the Jets. Wow. Yeah, you didn't play the Lions week one either. No, I was thinking of the Jets schedule. Yeah. I who don't. Do they play? I don't know who they played. I'll look it up. Keep on talking. Okay. Anyways, and then, yeah, you literally stole my ad. In prior, um, he's always been one of my guys. I never gave up on him last year, even though I probably should have. And then uh, a buy low might be Robbie Anderson. He had a pretty quiet week this week. Week one, he only had the one long catch for a touchdown, and that's about it, really. Yeah, um, the Dolphins played the Titans week one. It was that long. Yeah, I knew that in that super long game. Yeah, Um, but I definitely agree with you with Robbie Anderson. He's he's one of those game-breaking uh, wide receivers that it's going to take a little bit of time for him to grow a connection with Sam Darnold because his big con- uh, contribution to the team is you know catching those long balls and that takes a lot of 
chemistry to really perfect. So it's going to be a little bit. So I think you can definitely um, go get a Rambi Anderson for cheap here. Yes. Okay, so next game was our shootout of the week. Is the Chiefs the Chiefs outgunned the Steelers forty-two to thirty-seven? This game, you saw Patrick Mahomes throw six touchdowns. Big Ben throw for nearly five hundred yards. What are your reactions to the game? Anyone you're looking to buy, sell, add your watch list, or pick up via free agency? Yeah, I mean, I think everybody's reaction to this game is that Patrick Mahomes is just the real deal. Um, obviously, I will. I'll keep on saying this all the way through the season. He's going to have his, you know, struggles this season, but he's going to be a solid quarterback from here on out. You can just see it, you know, especially in the first two weeks. Guy's got a rocket arm. Dude. Yeah, he's he's going to. Saw that one touchdown to Kelsey. I was just like, oh. Yeah. The ball got there in like one quarter of a second. I mean, the big question is if if he does ever throw a bad pass, will a DB even be able to catch it? Right. I mean, he's just like Brett Favre. Where you know he's not scared of putting it in tough spots because he just doesn't think a DB can catch his ball. He thinks he'll just break their fingers too and <laughs> put them out of the game. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, another my other big reaction to this game was, I mean, we we said it in going into week two that we're keeping an eye on Travis Kelsey and Sammy Watkins for their trade windows to open and. Man, Travis Kelsey took that, grabbed onto that trade win- window and slammed it the fuck right back down. It's going yes. those two touchdowns. Um, it that trade window's not opening up for another couple of weeks if he doesn't, you know, if he has, if he starts struggling again. Um, yeah, and and you know, it was it was tough to see that Connor came out in this game again and started, you know, really struggled on the ground with his thirteen carries, twenty two yards, and one touchdown. Um, it. It may be more of a prop, um, uh, an uptick to the Kansas City, Kansas City's defense, but um, it it was surprising to see him struggle there. Yeah, he's definitely struggled on the ground, but he did fairly well through the air. I think he had like four catches, forty eight yards, and he also had one sick OBJ like catch that ended up being out of bounds, but it was still nasty. Oh, okay. Did you uh, see that one? No, I didn't, but I'll definitely look it up. Yeah, look at it. It's pretty dope. Um, I'm going to be the first person to admit it. I was dead wrong on Mahomes. <laughs> and I am kind of salty about it. I did end up getting him in one league, so I'm not too mad about it. And he helped me just clinch high score of the week, so that's good. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely regretting chipping him off for a first-round pick. I'm definitely regretting that. Yeah, in a one-quarterback league, you never know. Maybe you end up getting the 101 with it. And, I mean, I had once, and I'm probably not going to get the 101 because he's in first place in the league right now <laughs> because of Mahomes. Yeah. Two weeks. But, and he's got LaShawn McCoy as a starting running back. But still, I would love to have him. Then I don't need to trade for Breeze. Just everything's better with Patrick Mahomes in your life. Should have kept him on the squad. <laughs> you wouldn't have Mark Ingram, then. Yeah, that is true. Anyways, I'm still buying, still trying to buy Sammy Watkins. I think what we saw him do this week is just the start of it. I mean, even Chris Conley caught a touchdown this week, and I think that should have been Sammy's. With with the way Mahomes is throwing the ball, I, there's going to be chances for touchdowns for literally everybody on that roster. He may throw a touchdown to a freaking tackle. Like, yes. <laughs> And on top of that, Sammy also had a 31-yard rush. I'm not sure if it was just a pass that was backwards 
or if it was like an end around or something. But I did see that. All right. I mean, I can then, I can get on I can get on uh, buying Sammy here. You're gonna pay a little bit more because of his uh, production this week, but I can I can get on that train. A lot of people, except for the Sammy Truthers, no matter what he does in any given week, he's still a bum. So you can still probably get him. Yeah, but then again, with how long he's been in the career, or how long his career has been so far in a dynasty, most likely the Sammy Truther is already the one who owns him. So. Like you and every yep. dynasty, <laughs> <That we're> in. <laughs> and everyone, every league you're in, the same one of the Sammy Truthers has them. Yeah, there's always at least one in your league. Uh, I still thought that it was surprising with Connor being as ineffective as he was that he was still able to put up those points. That touchdown was huge for him. Then whatever you do, just don't start the Chiefs or Steelers defense. So far, they've been very disappointing. Yeah, I mean, especially the Steelers. They they had an opportunity to go two and zero here, and their defense to let them down. I think in both weeks. Um, if I want to say, if news comes down that Vance McDonald isn't going to play in week three, use this time to sell you Jesse James because he's not going to do anything for the rest of the year. Yes, good call. Because Vance McDonald is definitely the superior talent there. Yeah. And that game that he had was nuts. He had the, he went over a hundred yards too. So yeah, didn't he have like twelve catches though for like a hundred and sixty something? Yeah, like it, that. He's never gonna see that game again. In his I didn't catch much of this game other than the highlights. So, and with him having that many catches and that many yards, and him not being on the highlight reel, not that tells you about it. So next game, the Colts took care of business against the Redskins, won twenty-one to nine. Luck threw for only 139 yards, two touchdowns, and two picks. And having only one team reach the end zone, what are your reactions? Is there anyone you're looking to buy, sell, add your watch list, or pick up via free agency? Uh, yeah, my big reaction here is that it looks like uh, old age is already catching up to AP. He only rushed for 11 times, only rushed 11 times for 20 yards. Uh, Chris Chris Thompson is the guy to own here. Um, he had a he put together a solid game. Um, Granted, didn't see the end zone, but solid game PPR wise. Um, and with the with the Colts backfield here, um, with you know, with the carries being split down the middle between Marlon Mack and Jordan Wilkins, um, Mack getting ten carries for thirty four yards and Wilkins getting ten carries for sixty four yards. I think Wilkins, you know, vastly outplayed Marlon Mack in this one. Um, it's just something to keep an eye on, and the exact reason why. I didn't want any part of this backfield. Mac did end up re-injuring something too, or just getting injured. That is typical. a different spot. That is typical uh, Mac. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yep. I hate. I should have never traded for him. <laughs> but anyways, I'm going to take this time and I'm going to try to sell Eric Ebron. Um, I just think uh, Doyle is going to be the guy. The safer guy there, Ebron's been living off his touchdowns. So I'm going to take this time and sell him. All right. So first off, all I want to say is the Redskins are in trouble, Well, at least in their wide receiver room. They just signed Michael Floyd and Brashad Perriman to add to uh, Jamison Crowder, Josh Dotson, and Paul Richardson. So that's, I don't understand what the hell is going on there. That's I'm the, just going to try to stay away from all these guys. They added Michael Floyd? Yes, and Brashad Perriman. I heard Brashad Perriman. I didn't know they had Michael Floyd. Yeah, they signed Brashad Perriman, and then like just a couple hours later, Michael Floyd. Huh. Yeah, <laughs> definitely a red flag that they're 
they're searching deep for some productivity. It looks like those guys are gonna take the uh, or try to take Josh Dotson's role, so that could be that. Yeah, well, Pierman's gonna get hurt in the first day of practice. Watch. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, I also want to say Chris Thompson may be a good sell candidate, but he's been absolutely great when he's healthy. So I don't know how long that's gonna be. So do you want to risk it and sell him now, or do you want to try to hope that he plays more than? eight to ten games in a season. Having him is like having a time bomb. Having a grenade with the group with a pin pulled is sitting in your hand. It's like yes. you have him, he's doing good for you, but as soon as that time runs out, he's gonna explode in your face and now you're stuck with him and he's Yeah. I don't like it. Uh but the good news here is we went through two weeks and uh Jordan Reed is still healthy. Yes. I also want to add Rob Kelly was put on IR today. So I think Pirine is a better running back than AP at this point in AP's career. So maybe if you can find Pirine on a waiver, pick him up. So you want to do that trade for uh, Pettis? No, it's got to be Callaway now. No, can't do it. Nope, can't do it. All right. All right, next game. <laughs> Buccaneers stun the Super Bowl champs, beating the Eagles 27-21. to the bromance of Ryan Fitzmagic and Deshaun Jackson carrying over for, carrying over their play from week one. What are your reactions to the game? Anyone you're looking to buy, sell, add your watch list, or pick up via free agency? Yeah, I mean, my my biggest reaction here is James is going to have a real hard time uh, getting his job back from Fitz when he comes back. Um, with the way that he's playing, unless he really falls off um, in week three and four, I don't think it's going to happen. Um, he's just been playing out of his mind. I even think... Um, just week three. Jameis only has a three-game suspension. Okay. All right. So just week three. Um, so with Fitz playing out of his mind, I think that's even worse for him. Um, if Even if he re- digresses a little bit, he's still going to be you know, a, a solid quarterback. And we've seen it from Fitz where he can be that solid quarterback that a team needs um, you know, on any given year. And I think well, this year just may be one of those years. Um with Fitzpatrick, he's one of those guys that you can tell very easily how that season is going to go um, within the first few weeks. Um, every every good year that he had, he started out hot. Every bad year he had, he started out slow. Um, so I think this is going to be a good year for Fitz. Um, in another reaction, I, I said it earlier, uh, with the bad play out of Peyton Barber and the Buccaneers' backs all together, it's only a matter of time for before Rojo gets his opportunity to start and actually make an impact for uh fantasy owners that took him in the first round. Um, right now, I believe he's a firm hold. Um, and Eagles fans should be jacked that Carson Wentz is back. That offense has been uh, sleepable for two weeks. Um, and I think Wentz is going to add that jolt that they desperately need. Um, through this game, I'm going to go out and I'm going to try to buy, like I said before, Corey Clement uh, with the J.H.I. news and the Sproles, you know, being questionable for week three also. Yeah, not a bad idea right there. Um, I would honestly be telling people to buy Sproles if it weren't for him being injured right now. Yeah, I did like his uh, workload in week one, but... The way they used him in week one, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, but this is what you get when you use a guy that old that often. He gets hurt. (laughs) Yes, well, and he literally is coming off the injury where he broke his arm and tore his ACL in the same play. Yeah, that was not good. I just have one quick question. Are the... Bucks a legit threat for the NFC this year? Do you think so? No. 
No. Okay. No. I think I think they'll come back to life, but I think they have a really good season. Um, I think they'll make the playoffs, but I think they'll be uh, wild card out. Okay, so what team misses the playoffs out of the NFC South then? Remind me. Who's in the... Two teams if you think the Packers and Vikings make the playoffs. All right, who's NFC South? That's Tampa Bay Saints, Saints Falcons, Panthers. Ooh. I'm going to go with the Falcons and the Panthers. Okay. You could yeah. have said the Saints or the Packers get a better pick. Come on. I, I, I want to. I definitely want to, but... <laughs> Just yeah, being I think a, they're the most talented team in that division. Yeah, just being a football guy, you know that with a team like that, they're going to make it into the playoffs. And I'm not, I'm not that sold on the Falcons, obviously, because of Matt Ryan. And if things could start going bad for the Panthers, Cam Newton can completely implode and just cost them the season. So I'm, I'm going to take the safe road here. If it's, if it's plays, I can see them beating out those two teams for the playoffs. Yeah, um, I also wanted to add Jameis with him potentially losing his job he's now being sued by that uber driver that he apparently groped so that's not good news for him not at all (laughs) not at all yeah and uh my buys are rojo and Corey clement so yep i had the same i had the same thing too so definitely two good buy guys yes all right, so the Eagles' offensive coordinator came out and said there's a good possibility that J.J. will miss week three. How should fantasy owners handle this situation? I think we've already brought this up a few times. Yep, Corey Clement, simple. Yep, Corey Clement. So next game, the Lions drop another one, losing to the Niners 30-27. to Stafford finishing with 347 yards and three touchdowns, and Brita running for 138 yards. Did he have a touchdown, too? I, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, he had one real long one. Yes. What are your reactions to this game? Is there anyone you're looking to buy, sell, add your watch list, or pick up via free agency? Yeah, I was actually really surprised when I found out today that Brita is leading the league in rushing. I could not, I could not wrap my head around that. Yes, um, it's him, then it is Joe Mixon, and then it's... Oh, I have it in my notes. It's one of these surprising guys. Oh, Philip Lindsay. Okay. But when you have guys like Zeke and David Johnson both struggling, I guess you're going to have that, especially early on in the season. Um, it's also only like 192 yards, so it's not like it's a big number. Yeah, it's only yeah, it's only two weeks, but still, <laughs> I would never expect to see Brita's name, name up there. Um, and with this game, he really just solidified his uh, supremacy in that backfield, especially with... Uh, Jack McKinnon out for the season. I think it's going to be his backfield going forward, and Jai's going to step in when he's ultimately hurt. Um, in, in this game, too, I not think. Not a Jai. Not a Jai. Alfred. Alfredo Sauce. Alfredo. Alfredo Sauce is going to step in. Um, and in this game, too, I, I think Stafford showed uh, why he's the perfect QB to own in fantasy. Um, you're going to get a late round quarterback, and he's going to put up, you know, potentially quarterback one numbers like he did here um i can't re- i think he threw for three touchdowns here yep it's right there 347 and three touchdowns those are some good numbers and i'm gonna agree with mitch on here kenny g may be a solid third wide receiver for the lions all right i'm actually gonna step it up on that and say that galladay is starting to show that he can be the team's future number one wide receiver tate's getting up there he's not like super old yet and I think Marvin Jones has just been a filler for the last couple of years. He's not really a true number one. He's more of a number two. But I think Galladay has the body 
the size, the speed, all you, that to be a team. You couldn't just let me agree with you. Now you had to take it up to the next level, so I had to disagree with you again. I've been saying it. No, 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 no. I've been saying that he is the future wide receiver one for the Lions. No, I don't. I I just don't see it right now. He's going to be good, but I don't see it. All right. Uh, I also want to say Alfred Morris is just not very good, and Matt Breida is running away with that job now. And Matt Breida is going to get hurt, so there is still value to have Alfred Morris on your yeah, roster. Yeah, I just don't think he's very good unless he's getting 33 touches a game. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you, agree with you with that, but I don't want people to go out and drop owners because we're oh, best. Yeah. Drop I mean, you can at this point in the offseason, go ahead, sure. Yeah. Brita's going to get hurt, so just keep him on your roster because he's going to have value and then you can ship him off instead of just cutting him for nothing. Yes. And I was also very disappointed to see that no Niners wide receivers stepped up this week. Yeah. No I, pass catchers whatsoever. I was, Neither was Pierre Garcon with like six catches for 57 yards. Yeah, it wasn't impressive whatsoever. Um, and it just proves what uh, Goodwin, how much Goodwin means to that team. Um, really, because that was an ugly performance out of them. I was curious to see how they scored that 30 points. I guess I didn't really put enough effort into looking. I, yeah, I didn't either. <laughs> Lots of field goals, maybe? Ten of them? Three. Well, not ten, because what's probably like, scored? Probably three touchdowns and... Three field goals? Yeah, I know I know. Kill got one. Then, nope, the backup did Selick. Yeah, Sel- okay, Selick got one. Brita got one. We're just missing one more. So it could easily have happened that way. Yes. All right. Oh, and then I wanted to also say we both called that Stafford would rebound this week. Yeah. He came back came back in a pretty big way, too. I'm happy. I'm happy with that performance. Yes. All right. So the Rams clobbered the second worst team in the NFL, the Cardinals, 34 to nothing. Sam Bradford literally threw for 90 yards in a full game. DJ had 48 yards on 13 carries, and Brandon Cooks racked up 159 yards. What are your reactions to the game, and is there anyone you're looking to buy, sell, or add your watch list, or pick up via free agency? Yeah, um, I mean, the Cardinals could easily be the worst team in the NFL. Um, I, it depends. If they start Rosen, they're gonna be, I think they're going to be solid just because they offer more athleticism than what they have now. Uh, but Bradford is proving that he can't do anything right now. Um, so... He, with Bradford in, they may easily be the worst team in the NFL. But in this game, I was really surprised to see that Malcolm Brown was got more snaps uh, when Todd Gurley left the game over John Kelly, who impressed impressed all of last season. I couldn't really understand why. Um, what do you think when you have a rookie like that? You think you want want to see what he can bring to the table? And in a game that everybody kind of figured that you're going to blow him out. Um, you think you think you would be ready to roll like roll with him? Um, I just couldn't understand that. Um, but I guys, I can't stress this enough. With David Johnson having two really bad weeks, I think he only had six points this week, fantasy points. Um, yeah, it was right along those lines, maybe eight. Yeah, not not a lot. Yeah, go buy David Johnson now. Don't give him good good talent. So like, you're like a Joe Mixon for David Johnson. Like, don't go do that. Give them, give them a couple middle-of-the-road guys uh, and see if they bite. Because there's some frustrated owners out there. There's some David Johnson owners selling David Johnson off for players that have, like, a third-round player. Um, so 
just put an offer out there and see what happens and build from your initial offer. Yeah, I I think you had laid down a couple good points there. Um, Brown ahead of Kelly really surprised me on that. I couldn't believe that, honestly. I can't believe that he hasn't had any opportunity and that he even got drafted where he did after how high we were on him in the pre-draft process. Yeah, he fell pretty far. Yeah, he got shafted. <laughs> you know what team he would be great on right now? Packers? No, like Tampa Bay. Oh, yeah. Or Washington. Yeah. That, that, well, Washington without guys, but I would have been pretty pissed yeah. to see them see them there with guys. Yes, that is true. Okay, Tampa Bay. Yeah, Tampa Bay would have been a great spot for him. Um, yeah, shame. It's a shame. <laughs> it really is. Uh, another thing that really surprised me was Chase Edmonds got half the amount of touches as DJ did on literally like 25% of the snaps. Really? Yeah, I want to... Chase Edmonds showing out. I want to say DJ had, like, four catches on top of that, right? Yeah. Four catches, or five catches on top of his 13 attempts rushing, and Chase Edmonds had nine touches. Dang. And DJ played 77.8% of the snaps, and chase Edmonds played like the other 21 or 22.2 or whatever it was see i knew i should have got late round chase Edmonds shares but everybody stole him from me in the fourth round well yeah because everyone else was thinking the same thing oh yeah well, i wasn't gonna reach on him in the third i wasn't gonna do that maybe i should have no so i mean i could see going out and maybe if you can pay it third for Edmonds, it may not be a terrible idea if they're going to try to give him that much usage. Yeah. I mean, it's worth a shot here. I mean, it's especially in Dynasty. Um, he's learning behind David Johnson, so I, I like where he's at uh, personally, so um, I, would, I would do that. All right. So let's move on. Next game, the Raiders lose a close one to the Broncos. 20-19. to Broncos actually came back and won them last second. Amari Cooper had 10 catches for 116 yards, and Philip Lindsay continued his hot start on a 15-rush, 111-yard day. But Royce got the touchdown. What are your reactions to this game? Is there anyone you're looking to buy, sell, add your watch list, or pick up via free agency? Yeah, and my my big uh, reaction to this one is Derek Carr looked like um, his old quarterback himself with his 29 for 32, uh, going 29 for 32 passing. Um, and for 288 yards and a touchdown, um, I, I really liked what I you know saw out of him in that one. Um, Lindsley continues to dominate in that backfield. Um, I think he outtouched Freeman by six touches. So my um, my touch total that I set up above is obviously wrong because this is where I put it in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so he outtouched him by six touches. Um, but I expect that to come back down to normal throughout the season here um, to more of maybe even a 50-50 split, which even Lindsay owners would still be ecstatic with that. Um, but I think it'll come back more to a 50-50 split, and even if not favoring Freeman a little bit. Lindsay's always going to be involved, though. Um, after this game, I would look to sell Lindsay. I mean, he got off to a hot start for a, for a running back that no one really uh, – expected anything from um so i'll try to sell him and see what i can get for him i wouldn't i want to be that aggressive again because i do 
Obviously, see see him getting a lot of the workload here, but it's definitely an option to throw some feelers out. Lay down eighty of that fob. Yeah, um, and <laughs> and I'll also be adding Seth Roberts to my watch list just because it seems like he's always involved when Derek Carr is Derek Carr is on his game. So I just I'm just gonna throw him on the watch list and see what happens. All right, so I disagree. I don't think I would sell Lindsay yet. Coach said they would ride the hot hand. Right now, Lindsey has it. I think you could wait one more game. He does it again. I think that's just that much more you could get for him. Um, yeah. He also has the third most rushing yards through two games. I know that's not super important, but that just shows that he's either getting a lot of usage or he's breaking off nice chunks. So I think it's a combination of both. Right now he's got, what, nine or 29 touches and 29 rushes in two weeks. Yeah. Say I mean, another four or five catches. I mean, he's been showing out for, you know, the first two weeks here, but I wouldn't want to be in a situation where, you know, I'm hanging on to him and then he loses his hot touch here. Um, and then you're stuck with him and he's not producing anything. Now, the good thing with Philip Lindsley, remember, he wasn't inv- invited to the combine, so that's a lot less work that he had to put in in the offseason than these other rookies had. So his, and my my theory is, is his chances of hitting the rookie wall is just that much lower than like a Royce Freeman who had to go through the combine and everything like that. Well, he was still practicing just as much for it because of the pro day. They do the same thing at both events. Yeah, I mean, practice, practicing for it's fine, but it's just, it's just another thing to th- add on there. Um, so, I mean... I, I could easily be wrong, but I'm trying to look up in the situation here and um, try to get the most value that I can when I'm in nego- negotiating, so that may be something I bring up. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. it's not like I'm telling you if someone's offering you a first form, don't take it, because that's something you almost have to do for you a just, guy that you probably got off. Yeah, you just picked him up off the waiver wire. Or maybe you just so happen to take him in the fifth round of your rookie draft, but that's about it. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the next game. The Patriots dropped the AFC Championship rematch 20-31 to to the Jags. Sonny Michelle led the Patriots' backfield in carries, and Keelan Cole went full OBJ in this game. What are your reactions? Is there anyone you're looking to buy, sell, add your watch list, or pick up via free agency? Yeah, even though Sonny Michelle led the backfield in touches, it wasn't really that impressive. Um, it wasn't really that impressive for any of the Patriots running backs. That being said, so it's not really that trying to dig on Sony Michelle. Um they all have very bad games. Um Sony Michelle came out of it with thirty four yards on ten carries, um which is nice. You know, the amount of carries is nice to see uh with him coming back from that knee. Um but I think Rex Burst Burkett also had 10, 10 carries there too. So I think you'll you'll expect to see a fifty fifty split there uh with James White coming in on more on the receiving uh work. Yes, I agree with that. Um but here I I was going to say go acquire Philip Dorsett. Um, I think he has the potential to really produce for the now. I am worried for when Julian Edelman comes back, though. I think he'll be put on the back burner. And so I'm kind of leaning to what you're about ready to say right now on him, I believe. Oh. Well, I'm going to start at the top. All right. So I agree. I think the New England backfield is a mess right now. Um, you're probably going to want to stay away from all of them until there is a definitive guy there. And at that point, it's going to be too late to go buy him. At the 
once you hit like week nine of every year, the New England finally sorts itself out, and you can find the guy to own. But at that point, he's already played pretty well, and it now has been given the majority of the work, so it's not easy to get him. On top of that, I think both of us have been saying, go get Keelan Cole, and now I don't think you can without paying an arm and a leg. Not a chance. I mean, OBJ was famous for one catch. Keelan Cole's going to be that famous for one catch, too. And he had a couple nice grabs in this game, and he just played very well. Yeah, you're not going to be able to get him. Um, not at the value that you once could have. Yes. And this is a point that you were waiting for me to bring up. I'd be looking to sell Dorsett. You got Josh Gordon coming into town. You already got Chris Hogan there, and you have Julian Edelman coming back in another two weeks. I think it's literally his last couple weeks of full value. So, I mean, maybe yep. I'd say before week four, you're getting rid of him. Yep, I'm jumping ship. I'm on with you. Um, sell, sell Dorsett here. He, he's definitely going to be put on the back burner um, when, when Edelman comes down, barring injury. Um, but... I think it's time to sell him and move on to someone else, uh, another prospect player. Yes. All right, so this next game was just boring and ugly and not a lot of fun to watch. It was awful. Yeah. The Giants lost to the Cowgirls 20-13. to Saquon proved he's the 101 pick in PPR. Not by the ground, but by the air. He had 14 receptions. And Zeke continued to get contained for the second straight week. What are your reactions to the game? Anyone you're looking to buy, sell, add your watch list, or pick up via free agency? Yeah, I just want to say this first, that for all the Saquon owners out there, Saquon is not going to get anything on the ground with this offensive line. So you don't want him selling to me? Um, no, I'm not saying. <laughs> I'm not saying. I'm telling you all the Saquon owners out there to sell them to me. Yeah, I'm not saying he's going to get bad. He's going to get very good production uh, receiving with all the dump-offs that they have to do because, hey, Eli doesn't have time and Eli can't run. So I think he's going to get a lot of receptions this year. Um, Eli looked like a corpse back there. Yeah, he was. it wasn't good. <laughs> it was so bad. But See that meme on... Facebook of it's Pennywise in the sewer. We have offensive linemen down here, and it's him like already sat laying on the ground trying to go into the sewer. Oh yeah, that that came out last year too. Yeah, I know, but that yeah. is so no, bad. no, it, but but that's totally true. I mean, this is the second year of Eli, and I just honestly think they're just trying to like politely force him out of the league. Um, it's like what, can, by killing him. Yeah, you can, you can, you can. <laughs> that's not polite. <laughs> you can, you can come play for us and get murdered. Or he can just retire so we can get our offensive line better. Um, but, no, it's just, like you said, it was an ugly game to watch. Um, I'm still waiting for Tavon to get the 12 touches that I was promised in the offseason, and both offenses sucked. Yeah, 12 touches throughout the whole season. Yeah, that's not good. N- not per game. They lied to you that way. Yeah. They, I'm, I'm, I want 12 per game. And if they, I don't get it, I'm suing them for false advertisement. <laughs> I invested this in my fantasy rod because <laughs> you advertised it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, like I already said, this game was straight up miserable to watch. Saquon didn't have a great night, except for the fact he had those fourteen catches. How many yards did he get with those? Like ninety, right? Ninety-one. Yeah, he had a, he had a solid day. Like 
And then both O-lines were absolutely trash. I know we're ripping on the Giants a lot, but that Cowboys offensive line isn't much better for being as amazing as it was just a couple years ago. They lost two key members of it, if not three. So, I mean, they have a reason to suck because they're starting. Yeah, their starter is going with that weird disease or whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, they're starting second second stringers on their first single line. The Giants walked into the season with this whole line. So that's why I'm ripping more on the Giants than the Cowboys. Yeah, so I'm going to finish this off with they should just get rid of Eli right now. Don't even let him finish the season out. No one wants him to die. Yeah, I mean, at least he can go hang out with his pops, his brother, yeah. eat some Papa John's. Watch football on Sundays, not have to ditch uh, Peyton Manning like he did does every year. He'd literally be watching it, and every time he saw a defensive lineman come through, he'd probably like fall out of his chair, his lazy boy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he probably is having flashbacks. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. All right, so our last game of the week. The Bears beat up the Seahawks 24-17. to The Seah- <laughs> the Seahawks offensive line trying to kill Russell Wilson. Rashad Penny out-touching Chris Carson. What are your reactions to the game? Is there anyone you're looking to buy, sell, add your watch list, or pick up via free agency? So before you start this, worst offensive line, Giants, Cowboys, or Seahawks? I mean, the Seahawks. <laughs> yeah, the I think the Giants is pretty close. The Bears front is wicked. Yeah, but you could tell there was like there was points in this game that the offensive line just didn't want to block, and uh, it's definitely the Seahawks. But like you said, I, I can go the the Giants are pretty close in that aspect. All right, so now you can move on to your answer. Yeah, I mean, even even if Penny. I'll touch Chris Carson here. It doesn't matter who starts in that backfield with that offensive line that we just talked about. Um, it's they're not going to open up any holes. Um, I think if you're gonna if you're forced to go with someone in this backfield, it's going to have to be Penny because he offers more receiving. Um, but it's going to be ugly season for these guys all year and again until they show a commitment to rebuild this offensive line. Um, that's why I don't understand uh, the Giants or the Seahawks because they knew their offense lines were trash um, going into the season. And now I give I give the Giants credit because they brought in Nate Shoulder and they did draft someone. This, and the Seahawks did ab- absolutely nothing, uh, it seemed like. Um, so it doesn't matter who starts there. They're not going to succeed. Um, yeah, and I, I just think looking at watching the game, I think – that the Bears are trying to force Jordan Howard into being the complete back that they want back there, which is going to be great for his fantasy value, but annoying for Tariq Cohen's. Yeah, I'm glad I got rid of Tariq Cohen. Yeah, it's not. Oh, I still have him in one one league. It's not looking good. Yes, Nagy promised us a Tyreek Hill 2.0, but that's not happening so far. Again, false ad- advertisement. I'm going to be filthy rich by the this, by this <laughs> year. All right, we'll pitch on the lawyer and split the money down the middle. I'm going to own my. We're going to own our own NFL team. How much money we're, we're going to win? The first people to ever own the Packers. <laughs> yes, buying everybody out. All right, so I actually read uh, somewhere today that. Reports are that Carson was out-touched because he was so gassed from special teams. All the 
three and outs they had and whatnot. He was out there on the field a lot, gunning down the field as a gunner. I mean, that's what happens when you play your starters on uh, special teams there, Pete. Yeah, and on top of that, Penny looked average anyways, so I don't know how I don't know why they invest a first round pick on this guy. They could they could have Todd Gurley back there and he would probably look average. Carson actually in well maybe not this week, but last week with some of his runs he looked legit. I mean his stat total says otherwise. Last week he had I think it was thirteen rushes for sixty one yards or something like that. It's not terrible. Still not nothing I want on my team, but continue. Well, I mean, it would be nice if he could get 25 of those rushes, and then he'd break a hundo. But anyways. 25, also, 25 rushes to break a hundo. Yeah, that's four yards a carry. No, I don't, I'm not, no, no. I don't want four a carry, not five. Did I say four? Yes, he did say four. Okay, four a carry. That's solid. Twenty, twenty-five rushes to get a hundred yards. What's a hundred I mean, divided by twenty-five? I mean, why? Or I'm I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying, why would you want a guy on your roster that needs twenty-five carries to break a hundred yards? I mean, it literally is like that all the time. No, 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 no. Look it up. Just give me the Todd Gurley's of the world, where you only need ten. Well, Todd Gurley had a pretty crappy yards per carry this week, so... Yeah, whatever. Continue. SMD, Mall Trucker. I also wanted to add that Cohen injured his ankle this week, so keep an eye on him. Um, not a huge fan of Jordan Howard, so that kind of sucks. I think he can run the ball pretty well, but he's a, too much of a liability in the passing game. He's looked so, solid so far, but it's going to bite the Bears in the ass at some point. Yeah, still looking to buy Anthony Miller. Um, I think Trey Burton you can still have cheap, and A Rob had a nice little game himself, but he's too pricey to buy right now. Yep, I agree. All right, anything else to say? Or are we going to move on to our week two beasts and bums? We are moving on. All right, we're going to start with our beasts. Who are your week two beasts? My week two beast is Brandon Cooks for proving to every all of his haters that he's not overtaking the Sammy Watkins role. Um, Patrick Mahomes for probably making owners with his shares the highest scoring teams in the league. And Aaron Rodgers for almost being one of the best defenses in the NFL on one leg. He should have. This bullshit. Goddamn refs. <laughs> all right, so mine are. Uh... Keelan Cole, showing all the doubters he's the number one there, not the number four receiver, as people are trying to say, all offseason. Todd Gurley, he had a hat trick with a very crappy yards per carry. And the last one, BJ disagrees with this one quite a bit. But DJ Moore, showing when he's given the ball, he's taking it to the Haas. Yeah, I mean, I only disagree with it because I don't think it's a beast stat line, the one for 51 and a touchdown. But I do, I do like what it shows for DJ Moore, so don't get me wrong. Plenty more to come. Hopefully, for our All sake. Right. <laughs> All right, so who are your week two bums? Um, bum? Yeah, mine is going to be David Johnson, or not, not as much David Johnson as the Cardinals, for letting David Johnson have bad back 
bad weeks back in back to back weeks. Um, that just should never happen with a back like David Johnson, especially where um, people that were drafting him. Um, and, and to NFL as general for just not putting flags on the quarterbacks already. Um, no one knows how, how you're supposed to be tackling a quarterback anymore. Um, and it seems like it, the rule is going to change from a week-to-week basis depending on, on who's refing the game. Um, I'm going to go with the Seahawks and the Giants. I know we talked about them already, but they're trying to make us lose our fantasy games, and that's just not right. And I am I am going to go – my last one is going to be OBJ for getting shut down by a bad Cowboys DB. All right, my first bum of the week is Adrian Peterson turning back to what he knew he was, what we knew he was. Eleven rushes for twenty yards, bum. <laughs> Almost every NFL kicker wholly misses, and on top of that, Greg Zerline got injured. Eighteen misses. What? I, believe, I think I think there was eighteen misses. Eighteen misses. Yeah. Damn, that's insane. Well, three of those by Zane. Three of those by Daniel Carlson. One by Crosby. They add up. And uh, my biggest bum of the week is Sam Bradford. He completed 17 of 27 passes. Now, that doesn't sound awful, but it was for 90 yards. And he didn't get past midfield till the last drive of the game. Well deserved. I think that is the winner for the ultimate bum of the week. (laughs) Yes, that is the ultimate bum of the week. Alright, so I just want to give a shout-out. That wraps it up. I want to give a shout-out to the Dynasty Red Zone podcast, DynastyRedZone.com. You can find all our stuff on there. And uh, don't forget, hit us up if you want to be part of the Dynasty Tailgate DraftKings contest. $2 entry, winner takes all. We had 20 people in it last week. I had 25 sign up. I created a 20-person contest, so five people we're shut out of it. So if you want in... So are we going to bump that up to 25 for this week? Yes. Nice. Every time I get five more uh, people, I am going to bump it up five. Let's so if I get go. 45 people, there, it's going to be a 40-person one. It just... Because once you get over 20, you have to hit that marker or the contest is canceled. Ooh. Yes. So that's why I want to make sure that we have plenty of people signing up and we have... So could you create the game and then it, as more people come in, extend it? Nope. Oh, whoa. Okay. DK DK is not messing around. <laughs> no, so that's why if you hit me up, I can get you in right away. You reserve your spot and you don't have to worry about it. Hopefully I win one of these, especially with these. <laughs> and all the slackers out up. there who wait till 15 minutes before kickoff. Well, I actually didn't have that problem this week. It was literally full... By like eight AM on Sunday, so that's cool. Yeah, we were, we weren't even on top of getting the posts out there either. I think we got them out on Saturday. Well, a lot. It was a lot of recurring uh, returning people, and then I think I got like eight or nine new people last week. So, all right. Yeah, hopefully, yes. hopefully we can get that up to twenty five and actually get the people to join up. If because that's yes. that's taking a risk. So if you do want to join. DM either me or BJ on Twitter. 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 <laughs> that was dumb. Uh, I am at tailgater underscore Mitch. BJ's at tailgater underscore BJ. And that should do it for today. All right. Thank you for listening 
Just listening to our horrible voices for all around 35 minutes. Damn it, BJ, I thought you were trying to cut it down. Tried to. Talk too long. <laughs> See you guys. Later. Kind of the sound that we leave the division.